Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday to Corbin. Is it it's your birthday? It's, it's your my, birthday today. It's my birthday today. It's Corbin's it's birthday. birthday. Do you know it's my birthday on Tuesday? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. So many people are born around this time. I wonder yeah. why. Well, I don't want to think about it too no, much. It's best not to, really. But uh, I bet it has to do summer. with sex. <laughs> the Probably is nine months before this. Oh so yeah, could be. I don't anyway, know. my birthday is sweaty. I am twenty-seven so. years young today. Woo! I'll be forty-eight. Motherfucker. <laughs> also, it's early. You were 21 years old when I was born. That's right. That's you were drinking alcohol. I'm going to get drunk because I'm, it's my 21st post Corbin's birth birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. What are you going to do for your birthday? Wait. Well, last night we celebrated. Uh, yeah. yeah. We went to the new restaurant in Iowa City, St. Birch Tavern. Oh. Is it There's any- some really good tater tot That's- poutine there. Yeah, that was really good. Oh. Yeah. It's the old Atlas now. Yeah. It's oh, okay. This new thing. All right. We also yeah. went bowling because we are true yeah. '90s kids. We went bowling. Good. I thought good. it sounded like fun. It was. If you were, was. if you were being a true '70s kid, you would have gone skating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we did that in roller the 90s skating. Too, none of this. None of this newfangled ice skating. Roller oh, skating. Yeah. Newfangled. Yeah. Um, what are you doing for your birthday, Dave? Probably not much. Packing your house. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not much. That's what I'm doing for my birthday, too. <laughs> we're, you, you know, so as far as how stuff goes, not that anybody in the world cares about this, but there are steps that you take to buy a house. And I don't, mm-hmm. if, if you guys haven't bought a house, you may not be aware of all the steps. <sighs> I am in the process of this. Yeah. So, it's very annoying. but if you're selling a house and buying a house, it's, it's twice as many steps. Yeah. And um, right now we're waiting patiently, actually very impatiently for the appraisal on our old house. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a fuck of a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know nobody can tell you when it's gonna, you know, happen. There's a date yeah. by which it has to happen, or mm-hmm. else the other party has to either ask you to extend that date, or right. they don't mm. get they don't get their loan. And um, is a fuck of a long time somewhere between a week and a month? Or yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so so our you know it's 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 uh, April what April twenty second as we record this. It's only been like since Wednesday, but it feels like a really long time. It's just honestly, it's I feel like, like the last this... month has been really long. Yeah. yeah, it's because well, first of all, that's because of the weather. I feel like every it's just like been dragging on, mm. but also it's because like the appraisal is like a stop. In the in the flow it's the end. of things, and it's, so like you right. need it to continue. Like you can't like be doing, you can't really be like doing that yeah. much other stuff. We want to make decisions. Yeah. On on you it's know, first annoying. of all, we want to make decisions. We want to make a decision on whether or not we're gonna get the full moving treatment, i.e., packing and moving, because right. we are uh, at forty seven years old. Both of us at forty eight years old. By the time the damn appraisal comes in, <laughs> we will both be um, we're 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 old enough to to want that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, and tired enough of not having that sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. We've been minimalists 
in terms of the things that we own and and live and the way that we live you know one car small one bathroom mm-hmm. you know not a lot of stuff other than podcasting equipment um <laughs> and uh you know now it's time yeah now is yeah. our time yeah so. you earned it you put in your time thank you you earned that cuisinart that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, Christine also got her 15 years oh, yeah? at, at the uh, at the university. And so she has purchased a new toaster oven. Oh. She's very excited about it. I love my toaster oven. It's so much better than a toaster. I literally have never had or used a toaster oven. So I like am too scared to like find out at this point how it works. The problem you would love it. You would love a toaster oven because it's great. It is great. It's very, <laughs> it's, you know, it's flexible. Well, I have a toaster, so... It's 10,000 times better than a toaster. I, I'd, I'd say that's backed up by science. Yeah. All right. I, the thing Maybe is, I'll get you one. But I already have... I'd have to get rid of my toaster then. So what? I would have to... But you can use it instead of a microwave, right? Yeah. You don't really need a microwave. It's perfect for like oven. pizza and stuff that should be crispy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Perfect to warm up, you know? That's what I love it for. <laughs> and it doesn't make your house really hot in the summer I just when you heated, have it. Oh, yeah, that's I true. just reheated a calzone the other day mm, in it. It was delicious. Okay, can I also, I just want to say one more thing about Corbin's birthday, and that is her birthday is on Earth Day. And so mm-hmm. every year on Facebook, I wish her happy Earth Day because uh, I think it's hilarious. That, yes, well, that is. It is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> My little brother is a fan of that one too, but now he just um, wishes me a happy something else that's going on today, day. Oh, so yeah. like today he wished me a happy uh season two premiere of Westworld day oh right uh, nice yeah that's big so news i'm like oh thanks that's, good. that's big news yeah. yeah my birthday frequently falls on mother's day so mm, that's lame yeah hmm. i was born on mother's day what up so nice. may when is mother's day this year well it's not on mother's day this year it's the mother's first day weekend in may, may for sunday in may always the second, second sunday mm. i'm bad yeah, at that but anyway So, what are we talking about today, Dave? Let's talk about what we're going to talk it's about. It's our 50th episode. It is Ooh. our 50th episode. And and uh, you forced me to have yep. my own uh, show. Yep. I'm very nervous about it. Don't be. It's going to be great. Um, it's probably going to be the most listened to one, of course. I don't we'll... know. about. Well, I mean, it is about pornography. Yes. And pornography is an important part of for better or for worse an important part of world culture yes. indeed and not even just american culture but world culture i mean so let's let's talk a little bit about um the reach let's of pornography let's. yeah so the porn you might be surprised to know that the or not surprised to know that the porn industry is worth about 97 billion dollars <sighs> sounds right um, wow that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, every year, it, it's more money than Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA make combined. Hmm. So, you know, and I hate sports. Same. So I don't understand why they even make, you know, a fraction <laughs> of that. But, you know, that's just me. Um, every year, Hollywood releases uh, around 600 movies, makes about $10 billion in profit. Uh, 10 billion 10 billion wow the uh pornography industry makes 13,000 films and mm-hmm. close to 15 billion 15 billion in profit wow here's another fact 12% of all internet content is pornography 
estimated. I feel like that has lowered a lot since, you know, the beginning of the internet. <laughs> Wasn't that the joke that, like, for every oh. website there was, like, 10 porn websites or oh, something? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the internet was... is a huge place, though. So the idea that 12% of it could be... Yeah. Yeah. Well, as Avenue Q says, the internet is for porn, so... Oh, yeah. True. That's a good song. Well, all new technology, it turns out, is somehow <laughs> devoted to porn. I mean, if you th- so early modern porn- pornography, according to my research, which starts when uh, we'll say 18th century, but it goes oh, okay. way back. Okay. Yeah, but this is early yeah, yeah, modern yeah. pornography. Um, sort of. Um, it, I mean, pornography became a mass consumption thing uh, with the advent of the printing press. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 18th century, uh, you know, you you. You started to see different um, things, but interestingly, um, female characters who were mostly prostitutes in in 18th century mm-hmm. pornography were most often portrayed as sort of independent, determined, financially successful, and scornful of new ideas of of or of the ideals of female virtue. Ah, yes. Um. And I guess they so were a new. modern woman. Well, basically. I guess, yeah. I mean, interesting. <laughs> like, you know, Victorian society, I guess that's Victorian society. Yeah. You know, it was very, it was very rigid. Right. Um, in terms of its um, uh, gender roles. Um, so, you know, it, and, and pornography then also often incorporated, weirdly, political and social criticism. Hmm. Um, so it served a function beyond just, you know, getting people off. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Does like... What if I can't answer your question? Smut, like romance novels that are like have sex scenes in them count as pornography? Uh, well, that, well that's a... I just hadn't... Do you know? I don't know. Do, well, I would assume no. Yeah, I think pornography is... The de- the usual definition of pornography is is visual. Okay. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's a... I'm, I'm sure there's a... Uh, I'm sure somebody has thought up a well-rounded definition of pornography. Oh. But I think it usually well, centers around visual. as a U.S. senator once put it, I know it when I see it. Right. Right. Um, so then, you know, if we, move, if we move to the 19th century, apparently pornography retained some of that political and social... Uh, uh, I guess commentary that mm-hmm. was more like it, like a lot of media focused on you know the anxieties that that current um, era mm. had. So it was more sort of an anxious thing, political and social anxiety. But it became, but at that time, it started to become mostly about um, catering to men's sexual interest. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. Yeah. Well. We are interested. That's who's got the money, though. I have to be fair. A definition. That's of a good point. Pornography. I hadn't really made that connection, but yeah. I think always think about the patriarchy. I well, yeah. <laughs> Att- so you know, there were some attempts to regulate um, pornography, um, but I thought something interesting about that, although you know, so 19th century society, as I said, um, and in the 18th century as well, was characterized by some rigid gender norms and pornography both defied attempts to regulate it so people mm-hmm, who were pornographers mm-hmm. you know they were like fuck you we're gonna have pornography anyway mm-hmm. but they also propped up these victorian ideas about um the differences between gender you know for and for a long time after that um actors and actresses were very stereotypical in, mm-hmm. in appearance you know so you know like pornography in my day 
you know, it had a lot of Burt Reynolds and 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 Lonnie Anderson types, you right. know, um, you know, sort of hairy, muscly men and yeah. and big boobed women and the like stereotype of like the full bush, the and, hot, like, right, the hot. huge mustaches, <laughs> right. yeah, right. These were these were hot, yeah. Um, uh, but it seems to me that um, you know, uh, modern pornography if there's a lot of like um there's a lot of like uh, uh what we call it, amateur mm-hmm. photography now or uh, pornography now yeah because everybody has a cell phone and right. an internet connection and it's easy to do that um and so you probably get uh, more different types of act more different body types and more different kinds of porn than you used to get mm-hmm. just because anybody could anybody can do it now yeah i feel like the different genres of porn are like way expanded since the advent of like the video camera right for like that was like available for personal right that's my guess i you know i i think it's interesting to consider though you know like should a feminist try to free women from porn patriarchy or would that be sexist as it assumes that women need rescuing Mm. um you know so sort of i've heard i read this term this weekend it's the first time i've heard this term sort of benevolent sexism oh i want to do an episode about benevolent sexism it's really interesting because so we'll we'll, i i can't wait to dive into that because um when i learned about it i was like what the hell's that Uh, you know and it makes sense actually when you read about it but it's basically the idea that you know if you but put very simply, if you hold a door for a woman, right, mm-hmm. that is a benevolent sexism, you know, because it assumes that I have to hold or I should hold doors for women because they're too weak to open doors for themselves or something. Right. I don't want to get pushback that says like, oh, so I shouldn't open any doors for anyone. The point is no. that the the tradition of opening doors for women is based in benevolent sexism sexism but now like opening a door for another human is just a kind thing to do right like i never think to myself like i could open the door for dave and it would be fine right yeah i open the door for bros but things like so benevolent i have been in situations where like i've held the door open for like a guy walking in the gas station before me and he like won't let me hold the door open and that's oh yeah not okay yeah well yeah i mean like so benevolent sexism is like what kept like is like when men when like during the like fight for the 19th amendment like when men would be like well women don't you don't need to worry your pretty little head Mm -hmm. about voting uh yes you know like that's benevolent sexism because they think they're protecting you you, but like the reality is women don't need protecting or like this whole bullshit about like dressing modestly because you have to like be protected from the male gaze like that is benevolent sexism i will say that one of the most prevalent like acts of benevolent sexism though is probably like men pay for dates yeah you know like that's a thing yeah. that my favorite pushback for that though is that they still get more money than we do for the yeah, same work so true. they should and i'm like totally for here for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so i'm here uh, for someone paying for me yeah, like, i know <laughs> doesn't have to be a guy just yeah, someone anyone, anyone <laughs> can pay for me anyway okay okay but the... how this applies this is kind of interesting because i feel like with these conversations we are very tempted to create false dichotomies about like this is bad and this is good. Like both things in my opinion can be true. Like I think it's a, I think we should empower women who like choose to work in sex work and like Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's their choice. But also we can say that pornography can be harmful yes. to right. so- yes. like to society. Right. Depending on how it's depicted and all of that. So- yeah. So we'll, so we'll get into a little bit of that because um, a lot of the research on the effects of pornography come from a, uh, come from the direction of, you know, how harmful is pornography? Right. So yeah. not how, whether it's harmful mm-hmm. and not even, and also definitely not, you know, is pornography, are there beneficial aspects of mm-hmm. pornography? So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, I think that also something that like we're kind of getting at is this idea that like, so yes, maybe like in the past women were like pressured into working in like a sex work industry or like were like socioeconomically like, what's the word I'm looking for? Or they were disadvantaged like and they could. Yeah, they're like disadvantaged and coerced into working in these things. Right. So like this is coming up a lot right now though because of SESTA. The, um, oh, so yeah. it's like a bill that's in our government, Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. And it's like this idea, but like, so yeah, se- okay, sex trafficking is bad, period. Right. Nobody, like you are right. forcing someone else to like be a sex worker against their will. Yeah. But the problem is that like this this bill has like a lot of language that also hurts sex workers who are choosing to do it. And so this is like a really old conversation on like, is it really their choice if like they are being like socioeconomically like pushed into this? Exactly. And this is, and this is also a component of the benevolent sexism thing. Um, You know, so if the proper position is that women um, should be free to choose sex work Mm -hmm. or to work in pornography specifically why would it be preferable for women to do that instead of having another career yeah you know so that question might be important to consider if your position is that women should be rescued from yeah from having to be in pornography by you know some sort of bill or something like that yeah well and like with the so she was talking about Sesta, and this was actually going to be my fallopian files for this week, but I'll just talk about it now because so reply all actually just did a really good episode about this, uh, and I think it's called like No More Safety Net or something, mm-hmm. and I think that they have a really thoughtful discussion on this. It's not like I'm not saying like I agree with one way or the other, but like I think their conversation is really thoughtful. Yeah. Um, but that's because the language in the law includes all prostitution, right. not just traffickers, because right. I think everyone agrees that like you should go after sex traffickers but as is with all politics the the lines got like muddled a lot Mm -hmm. along the way but anyway devil's in the details right and um so i think it's hard this conversation is really hard because how do you know that someone is choosing sex work, right? Right. Yeah, that's the hard. That like, yeah. and especially as a viewer of pornography, you don't know yeah. the circumstances like under which consumer. these things were recorded. Yeah. What about the sex workers? Well, I did. Uh, you implied that there may have been past reasons that were not so savory for mm-hmm. for uh, women to to get into pornography. Um, but here's some interesting things. Uh, women earn somewhere around 600 to to a thousand dollars per scene men earn typically 150 dollars per scene so so women make more women okay. make more money well, very them. interesting they should a female performer in a scene with a male performer would expect to earn around a thousand dollars a scene with another woman would see them earn about seven to eight hundred dollars i'm not sure i understand why so but both women are both women are still making eight hundred dollars right okay 
Hmm. Um, which actually, Is I guess that makes like sense because, you know. Higher demand for women in sex? For women, for 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 lesbian scenes, is that what you're asking? No, they make less. Oh, I, like there's just like more men. It's like a saturated market when it comes yeah. to male pornography. What are they? Porn stars? Porn stars. Porn stars. Whatever. Yeah. I don't a know. Pornographer would be the person who makes yeah. the yeah. pornography. Yeah. I think. I don't know the answer to that question. Also, that sounds um, very like old timey. But you're also, a pornographer. The question is: Is the de- increased demand for women in pornography because pornography is typically marketed for the male gaze that's potentially true right however there's like studies that show that like even women enjoy watch like more women enjoy watching like yeah. female-centered porn because it's like less violent and mm. like it's a little softer it's yeah. a little more yeah anyway actors who are doing something in a scene for the first time are paid more so if it's your first time doing anal sex you get more money um, a it's model like donating plasma, right? And a model, uh, off, off, model doing anal sex for the first time could be offered anywhere from two to six thousand dollars. Um, some of the top stars are making three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars a year. So, but on the other hand, actors and actresses are expected to provide their own wardrobes. Mm. Uh, so typically, you know, you you the a woman will come to the set with a suitcase full of mm-hmm. of lingerie or whatever. Um, and you know, the director says you bring this stuff. So she has to go out and get, get it. Mm. Hmm. Um, reusing the same outfit several times is frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that. Um, but you know, hmm. lots of people, lots of people do that, you know, I guess, uh, every man is on penis pills or injections in their, in their, apparently injections in their, in their penis. Yeah. Hmm. Um, That's I didn't, thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Doesn't, doesn't sound great. It's an injection of the same thing that's in uh, Viagra. Uh, Viagra. Oh, they do. Okay. It's like a. I wondered. Or there's like it's like a urethral suppository a lot mm. of times. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's according to Immoral Productions owner Dan Leal, who also directs and performs. A lot of men apparently uh do many different roles yeah. in, in a production so they'll they'll produce they will right. direct they will perform um whereas women i don't think typically yeah well so that's the other difference right is like that. in that way it's like very much like hollywood where a lot of like the production and directing roles right. are male which, so like women are only the performers right. essentially which is is it sort of makes up for i imagine for the men who get paid a smaller amount of money um, they probably get more on the back end. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, the 2012 survey of um, 176 actresses, um, they explored reasons for getting into porn um, and things that women liked about and disliked about being in pornography. Um, top of the list for reasons for getting into porn, money. Uh, 55%. Why anyone does any, any job, any really. Job, yeah. yeah. Uh, sex was the second most popular. That's um, surprising. That's 27%. very surprising, yeah. Now, these are reasons for getting into porn, right? Yeah. So once you're there, you may decide that that's not such a great reason. But right. um, attention, 16%. Fun, 11%. Less than 1% reported coercion. I don't understand how Okay, they but would the question is that, that 
I mean, or the, like the thing is, people don't know that always that they're being coerced. Right. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Because right. how many women say that they don't need feminism? Right. Like. Yeah. Right. And you know, there's all different kinds of coercion, or, as Corbin calls it, participating in your own oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, top ten likes about women in porn: uh, money. Wait, what is that? What do you mean? What you like? What the, they the like. reason? They like the reason why you like it? about being okay, okay, okay. What you like about okay. being in porn? Gotcha. Uh, money was at the top at forty-one percent. Um, the people oh, <laughs> were at the good. top for thirty-nine percent. Sex was still twenty-one uh, percent versus twenty-seven percent for getting in. So apparently, most people who listed that as a reason for getting into porn still think it's okay freedom and independence was uh was 18 percent uh top 10 dislikes about working in porn the people 39 percent std risks was second 29 percent um exploitation 20 percent and work conditions were 10 percent i said top 10 but um i'm sorry these are just top dislikes Mm -hmm. Um. Hmm. So yeah. So. Um. Oh yeah. So STD. I was gonna talk about this. So there's like laws I know in California, and I'm not sure where else where like they have to wear condoms in pornography yeah. now. Yeah. Right. But that's I, good. I I guess so, but I, I'm thinking that um. That uh, that's sort of a Easy less enforceable rule, yeah. and people are like, mm, you know. Yeah. You do what you got to do kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So have you guys heard of this? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like where you use like software to put like a celebrity's face in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? It's called something anyway. But apparently like on Pornhub, they like have been like trying to like delete all the videos with that in it. But there's still, I mean, there's still like a thousand. I think it was BuzzFeed that did like I read an article about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like in fact, this week a video came out. Um, a video was like <laughs> going through the the intertubes about uh, showing, you know, showing that you know you could make Obama say right. whatever he wanted to, and it looked pretty good. I feel like I could still tell, but maybe if I wasn't watching for it, it doesn't. I mean, you can tell that it's someone else doing the voice. But too. if you weren't watching for it, or like really paying attention, or you were like. Just, I mean, there's a lot of people who just aren't perceptive about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like, you know, it would be, I feel like you could get away with it. And yeah. then when we're, when you're talking about porn stars, I mean, who knows right. what porn stars sound like, you know, yeah. Obama's no, got a yeah, very yeah, distinctive yeah. voice. Right. Yeah. Um, However, I want a real video of Obama telling me to stay woke, bitches, because that was amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Jordan Peele yeah. uh, did that, yeah. did that video. So pretty interesting. Yeah, that software apparently has been you know, around for a while with that uh, celebrity, making celebrity porn. Yeah. So. But it's just going to keep getting better and better. Um, porn sites get more visitors each month than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. <laughs> wow. Um, MindGeek, which owns Pornhub, oh. as well as browsers YouPorn and Reality Kings, is one of the top three bandwidth consuming companies in the world. The other two being Google and Netflix. Hmm. Um, consumers, Wait, Google includes YouTube, right? Um, I own, would Google assume, owns YouTube. Yeah. So I assume it in, including that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my guess is Google is at the top and Net, Netflix is second. But, yeah. And then MindGeek is third. Uh, consumers spend $3,000 in porn every second, which wow. surprises me because why? I know. Everything is like practically free. Yeah. 
Um, Although I have like seen people like I don't I don't remember what it was, but it's like I'm an adult now. Like I can like pay for like some nice porn. Like that's just like a thing. That's it's true. like a it's treat like, yourself thing. It's like the Atlers in moving. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> we can treat ourselves. Yeah. That's funny. Nice well, like porn. when you buy the ten dollar Aldi wine instead of the three dollar <laughs> Aldi wine. <laughs> I saw. I think it was uh, This American Life. Maybe I listened to it, and it was a company, a porn company that uh, you could pay for them to like do make the porn movie that you wanted to see. Oh, oh. yes, yes, I have heard of that. Yeah, where you basically, yeah, that you you send in a description of what you want, and then actors make it happen. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, and, and then cool. apparently, like half the time, they don't even. It's like not even sexual. It's like. Oh. Yeah. Usually, like, probably a weird fetish that, weird. That's a judgment, but yeah. a fetish that somebody has. Yeah, that, they're like, and that's not sexual to anyone else but them. Right. But can, I bet they. Can you just sit in a chair? Like, I, I like to to pay for stuff. That's like, can I? Can please just sit in a chair and look at some flypaper? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like have it though. Like other people probably have like the same fetish or whatever, and so they probably just like reuse it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, subscriptions to pornographic websites are more prevalent in states where surveys indicate conservative positions on religion, oh. generals, and sexuality. Oh. Surprise, surprise. I know. I guess I have a theory as to why that is, but uh, what do you think? About they're not it's, it's, having sex. It's repression. Because life. they're not allowed to have sex before marriage. So right. you gotta get your rocks off somehow. No sex Ew. before marriage. Um, you know, you can't be homosexual, for instance. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you got to get your got to be, you know, in a in a in a marriage that you don't get what you want and then so you go to pornography. Actually, and I wonder too if it's because like people can't like in those kind of relationships people also can't like be open about what they want <laughs> and so then they turn to like porn instead yeah. of their like partner. Right. Uh, most popular day of the week, according to one thing I read. I'm Tuesday. a little suspicious. No, Sunday. Oh, after church. After church, I guess. I, I don't know. Thanksgiving. Maybe to like get ready for your week. Yeah, that's right. You need to, uh, you need to, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, least, um, least pornography is consumed on Thanksgiving. Because you're too families full. Because your family's yeah. around. Because you're too full, yeah. There you go. I like your explanation better. <laughs> Too full to have an orgasm. Do uh, we know the most like the most prevalent holiday? I don't know. I feel like Christmas. 4th of July. Oh, 4th of July. I don't know why I made Christmas, that up. Because you got your new device. Or like like Labor Day or <laughs> and I'm like not talking about Memorial Day. Your, yeah. You got a new flashlight for, yeah, for Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> well, like Memorial Day or Labor Day, like when you just don't have to go to work, but you like don't really have to do anything with your family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um the, Or your birthday, maybe that's it. Anyway, okay, keep going. <laughs> Virtually every study that has compared male and female pornography use has found that men um, have more experience with pornography, use it more frequently than women. But the actual numbers vary widely, so it's really hard to tell like how mm. true that is. Yeah. Um, the prevalent assumption is men use porn alone and women use porn with a partner. Do you do you think that 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 that's true? Is that something you believe? I didn't. Be I didn't think that. Uh. Well, that. Okay, so I think this, that that well, would basically just mean that like men, because okay, so if you're like 
making the assumption that like a majority of relationships in the U.S. are heterosexual, then that would mean that like men also watch it with a partner, just additionally watch it by themselves, oh, okay. right? Yeah, because like, otherwise, like, who are the partners? I mean, like, you can't. I mean, yes, there are like lesbian couples, but like, how would it? You know. Anyway, okay. The numbers don't. So yeah. I don't know. Do I think well, that? I don't know. I don't know. I never really. Never thought about it. Thought about it like but, that. Well, I also don't ask people about their porn watching habits. So. Yeah. But recent, well, so recent research suggests that both men and women are more likely to use pornography alone than with a partner. Oh, well, and they yeah. use it at higher frequency alone than with a partner. So uh, if you assumed that, you were wrong. Most research or asserts that porn, porn viewing is an escalating behavior. Mm -hmm. Like you watch more and more? And more and more um, uh, edgy, shall we say, types of pornography, gotcha. the more yeah. you watch pornography. Um and you know, I, I think the the comparison, the the easy comparison to make is to drugs. You know, where you, if you are a drug addict, you mm -hmm. uh, get less and less of a high from your drug of choice, and then you escalate um, to more higher doses, or even different or newer drugs, or things like that, in order to get the same high as time goes on. Mm -hmm. um, Seventeen percent of women say that they struggle with a pornography addiction. Seventeen percent. Seventeen percent. I had, would have thought that was a bit high, but what do I know? Yeah, that seems like a lot. On the other hand, this comes from a website called fightthenewdrug.org. Oh, hmm. I, so I, ah, this is going to be my joke, fallopian files. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just looking it up. <laughs> Which, um, you know, as always, you got to consider the source when you, when you read statistics and... Um, Something about this website made me wonder how accurate it is. And I'm not really sure what. And they surveyed a group of people who were sex, uh, known set or uh, claimed sex addicts or something. Right. Yeah. Like, well, people, who, I feel also, like people who are seeking out things like porn is a new drug, which is okay. So porn is a new drug is like a conservative, probably Christian based mm -hmm. website and like thing that basically talks about like how porn is like a drug and how it's bad to be addicted to it and so you should stop and how god can fill the hole in your life that porn leaves and anyway that's really weird yeah, statement right there but it's like, like very okay. calm like i mean that's like what it people say so anyway uh so yes the people who are like reaching out to this organization will be like a very skewed yeah group yeah yeah, yeah. um among the other dangers people are concerned about are unrealist, unrealistic expectations of sexual behavior, bodies, relationships, prevalence of different kinds of sexual activities, prevalence of sexual activities among members of one's peer group. Um, so if you're like a teenager and you think everybody's having sex and you're not, yeah, um, that sort of thing. Um, which that is like the good thing about having like more people being able to like act like being able to like be in porn is that you get like a wider range of bodies mm -hmm. of like types of like, you know, everything like that. I have read that the average age of ex first exposure is 11 years. Wow. That's young. Um, and I believe that as the. Well, exposure, but not necessarily like seeking it out. Right. Right. So, right. The first time that you've seen it essentially. Yeah. But yeah, that is really young. Um, and some evidence suggests that those who are older and more are more protected from the 
uh, harmful effects of pornography than those who are younger, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have more experience, you have a better understanding that um, there are unrealistic standards in place in pornography and... Um, yeah, and as I said before, most of these studies, though, uh, approach pornography from a position of, you know, how harmful is it? Mm-hmm. Not, right. you know, is it harmful? Um, so this tells us nothing about, you know, neutral or positive aspects right. of, of pornography. And there has really hasn't been a lot of research into the into any, you know, neutral or positive yeah. Uh, effects of pornography. Um, another problem with all these studies is that most of the research seems to be focused on individuals and not on couples mm-hmm. um, who do or do not consume pornography. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, it would be interesting. It w- you know, there is more work needs to be done basically on, you know, what are the effects of pornography within a marriage? What are the effects of pornography where both consume pornography? What are the effects where one does and the other one doesn't men versus you know wives versus husbands Mm -hmm. that sort of that sort of thing or you know of course uh gay relationships i mean you know there's all sorts of stuff to to get at there that we're just not doing right now yeah another thing to consider is that it's very difficult to ethically do experiments with pornography so for instance, you can't show you can't show a group of teenagers Uh-oh. pornography and then see how it affects them. That's that would yeah. be uh, unethical. That's wrong, yeah. Um, especially yeah. So especially on topics like early age, early age of exposure, right, yeah. effects well, on sexual violence. I mean, these would be you know really mm-hmm. bad things to to do. Yeah, and I mean probably when the people that end up talking most about pornography are people who like have a problem with it. You know. Mm. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I, I do question. So this is this is true of many addictions that I've read about, like video game addiction and blah, blah, blah. My my feeling from a lay person's perspective is that if there is an addiction, you know, we people just get addicted to things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't get addicted to, you know, there doesn't need to be, maybe there doesn't need to be like a specific addiction that we call video game addiction right. or pornography addiction. We just get addicted to things that trigger our dopamine, right. you know, reward well, center or whatever it is. That is what I it think, is now, right? It's addictive personality disorder or something. Yeah, like there's something like that. I think that honestly, I think that yeah, people have I think everyone I mean, some people are more prone to addictions. Right. And also, we all do things, probably addictive type behaviors, just some of them are like more socially acceptable exactly. or more, or less like destructive to our social lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like if someone's addicted to exercise, if you will, right, like that may or may not interfere with their life at all. In fact, they may be lauded for it. Yes. Right? So... Yeah. And I mean, not to say that, like, obviously there's some things that are just like inherently more destructive, like drug abuse or or can be or gambling or, you know, maybe pornography, depending on what type of, you know, pornography you can consume and Uh how it affects your personal relationships. But so. Well, and a lot of addiction is like to what level, too, because there's like, you know, the people who say like, oh, I have a shopping addiction. And then there's the people who actually have a shopping addiction 
and yeah. like their homes get foreclosed on because they like are in credit card debt yeah you they know? can't like, stop that's a buying purses or yeah nike shoes or whatever yeah. they're so you know there's like the porn addiction of like i occasionally watch porn and i feel bad because of my moral compass or like versus all i can do is watch porn and i can't get out of right. the house you right. know yeah um another question i kept thinking about is you know it's, it's kind of an obvious question but is um or it seems like that to me um you know, America has a problem with rape culture mm-hmm. and is our uh, collective addiction to pornography a result of that? Is it a cause of that? Is it just, um, you know, is it unrelated? You know, like who, who really knows? But I think like, I don't know. I think human beings are like sexual creatures. You know what I mean? Like they don't like it's one of our innate human drives. Mm -hmm. But I think that there, there are, there is pornography that is a result of rape culture and feeds into rape culture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think necessarily pornography has to be that. Right. But I think probably, and I mean, this is speculation because I haven't like done research on it and anything like that, but I would say probably, probably most of it is just because our society is so entrenched in rape culture. Yeah. And we live in such a misogynistic society. Yeah. But, but I don't think pornography is inherently rape culture, which I think is what you're saying. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also getting the sense that we, as a, I mean, I, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I don't feel that pornography as a genre is necessarily bad. Right. Um, and I'm getting the sense that maybe y'all are leaning in that direction as well. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, there are kinds of pornography that I think we can agree yeah. are horrible. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, all these people who are like, stop pornography, get rid of pornography, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a bit, it's, it's terribly naive. Because pornography has existed forever. It's a, it's practically a human, a humanly universal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to say that we, sh- that, that, you know, we must eliminate pornography is, is so naive. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think it's possible. It is not possible. Um, yeah. What is possible is working on eliminating the, the terrible aspects of or of pornography. The exploitive yeah. aspects yeah. of it. Yeah. But um but yeah. Cause I mean I think some people, men and women, find working doing sex work empowering. Mm-hmm. And so those are the type of people that should be doing sex work. You know what I mean? Not or not should be, but like we don't want to have anyone doing sex work, obviously, that is just doing it because they need cat. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Of course, we do all sorts of jobs because yeah, right. they just need I mean, cash. That is something That also. is the thing. I mean, you know, there's plenty of people doing jobs that they hate because they need the money. Yeah. yeah. Though, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just society. But for me, it just feels different when sex is involved in a sense. I well, it's it more is... exploitative than just going to like yeah, a nine to five job. Than just like... Well, and also, I don't so know. I feel because like because of c- our culture, yeah. being in pornography is something that could potentially ruin the rest of your life, depending on 
the job that you choose eventually so like whereas like working at like an office can't really do that as much you know yeah well it, yeah it depends on yeah yeah what you mean by ruin but <laughs> well no but like as yeah far as society your reputation goes, and right, yeah. yeah like if you yeah. ever like wanted to be like a pastor or yeah. a doctor or a lawyer like you would never yeah you no, know you make couldn't it. yeah yeah unless you'd have to like based on society yeah you'd have to be super open about it and be like it was wrong and you could never just be like yeah i did that yeah i did it and it was great and it paid the bills for a while yeah you know like that's not a thing where yeah like we're not there yet you'd have to be like the ex-porn star yeah the um unless maybe you're a lawyer maybe you could get away with that the- <laughs> depends on if you had enemies or not Depends if you, you, and you were a scandal plot too. line. You could be a porn lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that um, one of the top reasons that men get into porn is um, networking and social um, aspects. Interesting. They want friends. It's well, it's because sexism, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Men can do porn because they. But yeah. we'll get you know like some cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another part of rape culture, because it literally doesn't matter why you're sleeping with someone as long as you are. Rape culture, TM. Anyway, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is like a really hard... I think it's really hard to know what's... I want... You know, so, you know like like I said earlier, you want... It's really tempting to have a false... Di- you know, create a false dichotomy. And right. Just... We, we seem to love false dichotomies in this yeah. country especially i don't know about other countries but we just love to say things are either or and there's no yeah. in between there's no in between um i f- i feel like you know this is one of those examples where you know you could easily get into that but yeah. i would like to hear from our listeners um about this topic because yeah. it's mm-hmm. clear that between the three of us we more or less agree on our position um but it would be interesting to hear from other people who disagree with the position. So I don't know if you know what you're asking for. Yeah. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I do, but it's okay. I yeah. feel like people who listen to this podcast aren't going to be that as bad as some people are. Well, I, it's not bad. I mean, it's, I, I, well, there I are disagree. people who are like bad about it, but I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think any of our listeners are. So I think we're fine. All right. Anyway. Give us your worst, listeners. No. Bring it on. Send it to Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like for pornography to be like healthy, I guess people also have to know like what comes with experience of like having like realistic expectations of sex and like yeah. the knowledge of like what consent is and what's okay and um, how like a giving sexual relationship should be. Right. Yeah, well, that's why they. And, uh, that's why the more experience you have in life, the more mm-hmm. protected you are because you understand these things. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a thirteen-year-old isn't going to know jack about any those of this things, stuff, yeah. and uh, you know, so that's one. That's one way that pornography is bad when you know it's teaching young, it's teaching young people, people. the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Floping files. I already said mine. Yeah. Yeah, you both already said yours. No, I didn't. That wasn't oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. But, but seriously, look up that reply. All it's really, really, really good. So my fallopian file is a book called Every Young Woman's Battle. Uh, the tagline is: Guys aren't the only ones fighting a battle for purity. 
Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, I think we did a did a series about this in my church in my youth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At youth group or something. At youth group. Yeah, I was gifted this book. Did yeah. I read it? No, I did not. I was, was about gifted how to maintain your well, purity. Too. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm JK. Don't buy this book. How anyway. to maintain your purity? No, yeah. I totally have this which book. Is, which is um, Christian code for virginity. Yeah. Because yeah. they literally don't care about anything else. You how should bring you? that book to a show at some point and we can. We can I uh, don't have it anymore. Well, Cor- Corbin think. clearly does. Uh, I mean, it's somewhere. It might be in store. If I find it when I move, I'll. Yeah. Bring maybe it, I'll yeah. have to go back to Sheldon, Iowa and look through my old. Because yeah. I very rarely get rid of books, even if I don't. I might have gotten rid of that book. <laughs> anyway, but for my for real one is a comedian named Aparna Nanchurla. Oh, yeah, she she's awesome. is hilarious. She is, if you see Master of None's second season, she's the Indian woman that dates Aziz Ansari, and she's so funny, and I just yeah. love her. And I've been seeing her a lot on, like, um like late night shows she like does a little bit of her stand-up she's a stand-up comedian um but she also has been on a lot of episodes of the guilty feminist lately which is another podcast i listen to but she is just so funny and i just love her so much and like her voice is like very distinctive and it just like brings me joy every time i hear it she's also on season two of the stand-ups on netflix oh yeah oh yeah that's the other thing she's yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah she's very good so i highly recommend people to listen to her I got nothing. That's okay. Oh, that's okay. Um, what I was gonna say though, you did is, the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Pornography. That's my Philippine friends. <laughs> Find out what you like. Find out what you don't like. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> anyway, so I was gonna say though, speaking of like educating yourself about sex, our next episode is gonna be with who, Dave? So, um, her name is Allison Oliver. She is a uh, an, an educator for the Our Whole Lives program, which we've discussed briefly on the show before in the context of my son, who's taking this 25-week class on how to be a uh, sexually um, knowledgeable and also uh, just in general knowledgeable about people Mm -hmm. um, person. You guys, this is going to be such a good episode. I'm yeah. very so excited. We're very excited about this. I'm very, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, and then we have another good episode coming up. Yeah. The one after that. Yeah. What'll it be? My friend Rose is going to talk about her research she did about hymens and virginal testing or virgin testing. Wow. Virginity yeah. testing. That's awesome. the word I'm looking for. So anyway, we got some exciting things coming up. So yeah. down the pipeline. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Yes. Start listening and to like. the backlog and get ready for the yeah. stuff that's coming. And we're also coming up on a year. And also, Carmen and I are going to be real legit doctors yes. soon too. So that's yes. another reason why you should get ready because you're going to have actual doctors. Our credibility to you. will go through yeah, the fucking really roof. <laughs> We also become worth a lot more money. Like just the addition of MD after your names means that this show is a skyrocket. I want to say something about the addition of MD after our name. So we got this um, checklist from our school about like graduation and everything we need to do. And one of the like there's notes at the bottom. And one of them is you can go by Dr. Katie Wyatt for Hoof or Katie Wyatt for Hoof MD, but not both. (laughs) And it's like funny that the school just like had to tell us this like etiquette thing. I've definitely seen people say that though. Yeah. And it's not right. No. Yeah. Unless they have multiple doctorate degrees. Right. But then why would you do that? Anyway. Good to know. It's just funny. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see you okay, the out. next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.